We all want to talk about the pursuit of a third star, but what if the Celtics want to just build around Tatum and Brown? I'm breaking that down with part two of my conversation with Keith Smith right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Rainy days back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. Crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty. The content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global, but it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my siege jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics Podcast. Thank you for making the show part of your daily routine. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And I have written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, which you can get anywhere books are sold and on my website, johncorrales.com. For 30 bucks, if you want a personalized signed copy, I am continuing my conversation today on Friday with Keith Smith of Sport Track and Celtics Blog and a million other places. Follow him at Keith Smith uh, NBA on Twitter. Yesterday, if you missed it, yesterday was the conversation about uh, what if the Celtics, where are they in their pursuit of a third star? Where does the Evan Fournier traded player exception come in? Where does the Marcus Smart, where does that put that fi- put them financially? Today, it's what happens if they don't want to pursue a third star? What if they want to build a team a little differently? Let's get into that right now. With Keith Smith. Basically, where I'm I'm falling here is they can get a guy via sign and trade, but it's better to try and find, get this trade done during the season because that opens up, I think, you're still going to lose a bunch of guys. Yeah. yeah. But if they can get this guy during the season, whomever it is, if, okay, uh, let, me, let me pose it this way. If it's Beal, if it's Zach Levine, if I'm, I'm trying to like mix in some other big names here, so people don't think I'm just obsessed with Beal, yeah. a third star, a trade during the season probably makes more sense because yes. then you can turn around Always. and use your TPEs and and try yep. to find a guy or two guys. You can split 17 million into nine and eight and find two useful guys. Yep. You can do all that stuff. So that's that's when you that, blow past the tax by. You're 10, 15 million, yeah, that doesn't matter. million into the tax because you're you no, the tax. no restrictions. Yep. This is yep, why absolutely. this is why you traded Daniel Tice. So you got yep. away from the tax there. This yep. is why you make the Chris Dunn move because yep. you know you're resetting the repeater clock. Okay. And then next season, you're starting that clock. Like, all right, here we go. We got four-year window to just screw it. Let's pay the tax and we'll see where we go. Um, and by then, the – Things change. The collective bargaining agreement changes. TV money comes in. Things change a lot. So, you know, who knows where it goes. But second scenario, what if it's not a third star? What Again, going back to my beginning of the podcast here, this is a full year of evaluation. And that evaluation includes where is Jason Tatum in his ascension? Where is Jalen Brown in his ascension? Can Jason Tatum be a first-team All-NBA guy? That means he's an MVP candidate. Can Jalen Brown compete for third-team or second-team All-NBA? 
Um, people might say first team, but let's not get crazy here because there are a lot of other good players in the NBA. But can he compete for that? Can be can he be a lock all star? Then the calculus changes a little bit. Then you say to yourself, "All right, we can blow a lot of this up for the third star, or we can we can go the sign and trade route for really key third option, Drew not Holiday third type star, like what the Bucks did. Exactly. Yep. The, right, the Drew Holiday type of player, where you're not paying him so much." Where your, you know, the 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 apron, the hard tax line cripples you. You're still giving up a bunch, sure, as far as maybe draft capital and all of that. But the guy that you bring in is a twenty, twenty five million dollar player, and yep. that extra twenty million dollars in in that room, the way you had calculated, you had what fourteen million in room. Yeah. Before. So now you've got like. Yep. 34, 35 million to spend to fill out the rest of your roster. Maybe you haven't given up uh, as many of the young guys. Maybe you can hold on to an Aaron Neesmith or a Robert Williams or somehow somebody, one of those guys in that scenario. Now you've got 35 million. Now you've got traded player exceptions. You can use the entirety of the 17 if you want and not be completely handcuffed by the um by by the hard cap line. So we do have to consider that that. Mm-hmm. Part of November, December, January is how good is Jason Tatum going to be? How good is Jalen Brown going to be? And do we need that third star to truly compete with the Brooklyn's and Milwaukee's? And if Philly gets their act together, you know, Miami, whatever uh, of the world. Yeah, I'm with you. And that's where I think what kind of gets left out a little bit in this. And I and, and I don't think it's necessary with Celtics fans because I think Celtics fans are, we need to add a third star to Tatum and Brown because they're already stars one and two. I think on a national level, it's a little bit who is Boston's star sometimes. And I think it's it's Jason Tatum. Like he, he's, you know, I mean, I, I don't know anybody who feels like Jason Tatum wasn't at least close to being an all NBA player for a second straight year. And now I just look at it as you have Jason Tatum coming back from the Olympics. We've seen, I, I, we could go for the next two hours, giving examples of guys who use the Olympics as a springboard for a massive season, especially when they're just starting to enter their prime. Like Tatum is then Tatum. Also, he is not happy that he missed all NBA. He doesn't, oh, it doesn't take much for him to bring it up. Uh, you know, and it's not, it's, it's not like he's walking around with a sign around his neck, but he is a uh, pretty, he, it, it gets when it, it even leans towards that. He makes sure everybody knows. So I think we're getting Jason Tatum coming back from a disappointing season where he missed a whole bunch of time due to COVID mm-hmm. Olympic springboard with a chip on his shoulder. I, if, if he's not second team, all NBA, this year, I'm going to be surprised, and that's and that's a tough line to crack because that forward line is tough. There are a yeah. lot of good forwards, but to me, this is Jason Tatum makes the superstar leap. Jalen Brown, right behind him. I, I think I'm comfortable now in saying Tatum's the number one, and Brown is the one A number two on this team. I just think Tatum's just that much 
further ahead of Brown. We've seen him do some stuff that just Brown can't. Brown's never going to score 60 points in a game. It's just not who he is, and that's not. And you know what? There's a lot of really good players who are multi-time All-Stars that are never going to score 60 points in a game. Right. But I think now it needs to change for everybody's mindset of they have their two. Now it's do you need a third or can you do what you said? Go with he doesn't need to be a star. Just needs to be really good. Just right. needs to be a really good third guy. Is you know, and part of me says, is it crazy to think it could be Marcus Smart for half of what Drew Holiday makes? Marcus Smart, when healthy and with the right guys around him, which was clearly not last season, I still think is the best defensive guard in the game. I think he's just, he's that much of a menace. He covers everybody. You can switch him on to anyone. I mean, just think two years ago when everybody was at the kind of the peak of the Marcus Smart love, he was guarding Chris Tapp's Porzingis and completely shut him down. <laughs> now, guarding him I, well. I'm, I, I was going to say, I'm not sold that I couldn't, I couldn't, you might be able to um, shut him down. You've got a little bit more size than I do. Um, <laughs> I got a probably more bulk than you. I could probably lean on him a bit, but um, get into his legs. Um, but, but that's where we loved Marcus Smart, right? So I'm not, I'm not saying Marcus Smart is Drew Holiday because he's not as good of an offensive player as Drew Holiday is. Drew Holiday showed up on the biggest stage defensively as an absolute monster in this playoffs. But I'm not sold. Smart can't be 85 or 90 percent of that player and just as good defensively. And then. Now you've got all these other tools to go use. And maybe the best path forward is Tatum Brown, Smart, and just a whole bunch of dudes. And we've got 10 guys who all really fit and can go out and do a bunch of different stuff and be be these guys versus it ha- it doesn't always have to be Tatum Brown, Beal, Tatum Brown, Levine, Tatum Brown, Carl Anthony Towns. It doesn't have to be that because if it's that, then it's those three guys and you're praying none of them get hurt. And quite frankly, I'd be a little nervous, given some of Jalen Brown's history, putting that kind of pressure on you got to play 75 to 82 games and be fully healthy when we get to the playoffs and be ready to go. Just because I feel like Jalen Brown might be one of those guys. It might not be the worst thing in the world if he plays 65 games and is fully healthy when you get to the playoffs. But if you only have a three-man team and a whole bunch of role players, you you, you can't really pull. We're going to find out if that can be pulled off because that's what the Lakers are going to attempt to do uh, this season. Now, different level guys, right? These guys are not LeBron and AD. Um, I certainly think they're Westbrook, but that's another story. Um, But that is – we're going to find out. And I don't don't know that that's the right – team building path necessarily to go, you know, three superstars and then scrub. So I'm kind of with you. I I think, again, for me, this all goes back to, there's a lot of optionality now that didn't exist um, at the start of the off season and and then didn't exist even a month ago when things really kind of got cranked up. Back with more with Keith in just a minute. First, I got to tell you about bet online, which is your home for the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. What do you want to bet on? Baseball? Football? Hey, preseason football. I'm sure you can bet on some of that. You can bet on some prop bets like uh, who's going to win MVP of the NFL. All kinds of crazy stuff. So go check it out at Bet Online. Sign up for free. Create your username. Create your password. Then use the promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. So whatever you deposit after you make 
you're, you're, you sign up and make your first deposit, $100, $50 welcome bonus, $200, $100 welcome bonus. That's the 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the game. Head on over to Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. As far as Marcus Smart goes, it'd be very interesting, again, just to see exactly where he lands in the you're the regular point guard. Yep. And all of the all of the defensive stuff, I do want to address, like a lot of people I've seen and heard, the yeah, but his defense took a step back last year, and, and you know, like okay, he Everybody's did get dead. hurt. Yeah. It was right, like the entire league defense was was worse. Like the Lakers had the best defense in the in the league. I forget what their defensive rating was, something like a one hundred six, which yeah. would have been the worst defense in the league like fifteen <laughs> years ago. Yeah, so. I don't even know if it's that long ago. It might have only been like six years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. And, and the point is like, okay, everybody's defense suffered last year. So I, I've been preaching like hell on this podcast. Be careful of what you carry over from last season as gospel, because there could be a lot from last season that was just pure aberration. And we don't know yet. Last season was, again, go back to, asterisks and stuff. I'm not going to put an asterisk on any season, but if you were to pick one, it would have been this past season because of the short turnaround, because of the condensed schedule, because of all the COVID suspensions and, and you know, they, 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 they reschedule a bunch of games and just jammed them back in like three weeks later. And suddenly you're playing four games in five nights and it's the whole thing was a mess. So I am not sold on Marcus Smart's defense taking an actual step backwards. I think everybody's defense suffered. He got hurt. Guy, He was asked to do a whole lot more because Kemba wasn't there regularly, so his role kind of changed a lot. He was filling in for Smart, I mean, for, for Tatum or for Brown or for whomever. Plus, he had, like, deaths in the family and in, in, in his, you know, close friends. Like, he had a really rough season off the court. So... Yeah. I am prepared to kind of like clean slate this at the beginning of the season and see, all right, you, you had this rough season and all of that. Let's see versus people just saying, well, that's a strike against him. I am not sold that that's a strike against him. I think Marcus Smart, he's still 27 years old. Like, yeah. He's still in his prime. I still think he's. People forget uh, how young he came into the league. Yeah. yeah. Right. So people are talking about him like, oh, his defense took a step back last year. Like he's 33. He's yeah. 27 years old. So I think the the role, which is right for him, I think playing for Ime Odoka, who is defensive-minded, a fresh start there is going to work for him. I think everything's going to work in Marcus Smart's favor. Still, the Celtics are set up to make a deal, yeah. some sort of sign-and-trade. They are set up to cash in on some kind of player – they have expiring contracts. They have they they can they have a number of ways to pull aside. They can take a player into that Fournier traded player exception, and if if the yep. guy that they're looking for makes seventeen or will take seventeen, boom, there you go. Yep. So this whole notion of third star that we've 
all been talking about, and I've been talking about it a ton. I'm guilty of it too. It's not necessarily the way this has to go. We're yep. fixated on it. A lot of us talk about it. It's not necessarily the way this has to go. And it'll be really interesting to see where all of these pieces fall and how the Celtics can add around. And, and I've, I've made this point before as well. Tatum and Brown especially, I think, are going to go out there and bust their asses for Ime Odoka because yep. they not only advocated for him, they've advocated for more black head coaches in the NBA, and they're not going to sit here and be the reason why a new black head coach getting an opportunity in Boston is going to fail. They are not going to be the reason for this. If, if it doesn't work out, it's just going to be, hey, it didn't work. But it's yep. not going to be for lack of trying. I think these guys, especially your two leaders, are going to be especially motivated. And that's going to play a big role in how successful this team is. And it adds to the Tatum is going to have that chip on his shoulder. Brown is going to have that chip on his shoulder. I mean, Tatum did have enough points to make that third-team All-NBA. He just got screwed by the, the positional thing, and Kyrie got in over him. So all of that stuff, I think, is going to lead to some just added push from the three main guys. And that alone could have an impact on what Brad Stevens decides to do around those three guys. Agreed. And if I can say, just to go back to the smart stuff, Marcus Smart is going to come down the court and pull a three-pointer with 20 seconds on the shot clock after he's made two in yes. a row. Because it's just who he is. And you know what? Sometimes that third one goes in and we all go crazy and we laugh and we say, there's Marcus. <laughs> and sometimes it goes five feet wide of the rim. <laughs> doesn't, you know, knock somebody's and we laugh and we say, that's Marcus. We laugh. Yeah, that's it. And we laugh and say, well, that's Marcus. He check. Um, but I don't think we're going to see him come down and pull with 20 seconds left on the shot clock without a pass unless he's hit a couple in a row. I, I think we're going to see him really play to set things up. I think he is probably the one player who has probably heard Ime Udoka. I don't, has he given an interview yet where he hasn't mentioned we need to move the ball more? <laughs> it's a <laughs> constant theme um, yeah. with him. And clearly, you know, I mean, he pokes some fun at Brad, but clearly that's a thing for him. Um, right. And he came from the Spurs in the, I know he's been with the Nets in the Sixers, but he's a Spurs guy. And what is the Spurs whole thing predicated on ball and player movement, ball and player movement. Yeah. Get it popping, get it moving. And I think Brad Stevens, even I go back now in retrospect, remember when they played Utah and the two times they played Utah, how much he talked about how much they reminded him of those Spurs teams oh, yeah. and moved the ball and how much he loved watching them and breaking them down and those things. I think Brad Stevens knew that's how this group needs to play. And I think he some to some extent knows I'm not the guy to get them there. Hey, just for whatever reason that may be, I think he knew he was not going to get that out of them. And I think that's why when he made the hire he made, it was going to be someone who could get that out of these guys. So I think you're going to see a lot of, you know, really good stuff. And I think smart also, I think he would love nothing more than to lead the league in assists and, you know, Lord that over everybody of, you know, look at how many assists I average and all those <laughs> things. You don't need this other stuff because I, th I just think he would love that. And I think, you know, I mean, this guy, for all that 
there's real criticisms of them. Don't get me wrong. I mean, and I'm the first guy who doesn't necessarily love primary ball handlers who aren't great shooters, but he still gets guarded because you never know because he will shoot. You never know the night he's going to hit 10. And that's why he gets guarded. He's not Simmons. He's not TJ McConnell. He's not Alfred Payton. He's not any one of these guys who just won't shoot. He's not a non-shooter. He's just not always a good shooter. Back to wrap up the conversation with Keith in just a minute. First, I got to tell you about Rock Auto. Don't bother going to one of those chain stores at the strip malls. You know which ones I'm talking about. It's not worth your time. It's not worth your effort. RockAuto.com is the only place that's going to give you what you want at the price that you want it at. It's at RockAuto.com. You can use it at home, in your pocket. It's right there with you wherever you go. There's no possible way those chain stores can stock everything for every car on the road for all the different trims, all the different makes, all the different models. It's, It's impossible. It's not possible for them to have all of that. They're just going to give you whatever they have. Rock Auto is going to give you a much greater selection at a much lower price. So enter whatever you need into your computer, into your mobile device, no matter how complicated, no matter matter how simple. You might just say, John, I just need wipers. No problem. Go to rockauto.com, pop in your make, model, and all that stuff, and they will give you a much bigger selection than those two racks of wipers into wherever you're going to walk into. And you don't know what you're going to find, and you I bet you you're going to save money. You need something for your engine? No problem. They've got a ton of options there. I've talked to a bunch of people who have saved hundreds at rockauto.com. So go trust a family business that's been operating with uh, you in mind for more than 20 years. When you do buy something, I feel good that you might. Go check out and see all the parts available for your car or truck, and make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That's how they know that we sent you. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. You can take some of the money you save there and head on over to built.com and check out the best tasting protein bar on the market, bar none, pun intended. You are going to find great flavors no matter what you like. Do you like fruity? Do you like chocolate? Do you like coconut? Different people like different things. If you've got a nut allergy, not a problem. Are you on a keto diet? Not a problem. This is all good. You find options for you, and they're all good for the keto diet. Whatever your favorite flavor is, I'm partial to the salted caramel. Uh, I also love peanut butter. So anytime they have a special on like peanut butter brownie, I'm in. So you can go check out at Built.com. They always have limited edition flavors coming in. You don't know what they're going to drop from time to time. They just had a Rocky Road flavor that you might have missed. They had a grasshopper cookie that you might have missed. So go check it out. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of sugar, 4 to 5 net carbs. You can't beat that flavor profile. They're so confident, they actually have a side-by-side comparison of what they have and what they put in their stuff compared to a lot of the other protein, the popular ones on the market. So... They don't hide anything at Built.com. Go check it out. You'll see for yourself. They're the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So if they trust Built Bar, you can trust them too. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. LOCKED15. Every time you use it. Every time you go. So go right now. Buy just a simple assorted box. It's one box. Figure out what flavor you like. 
then go back. Stock up on the flavors that you do like. Use the promo code LOCKED15 again. You'll get 15% off every time at Built.com. Be sure to follow our social channels at LOCeltics on Twitter and at LockedOnCeltics on Instagram. The other thing I'll say as far as the roster building goes, I am more guaranteed now that Al Horford will have his contract fully guaranteed by the Celtics for next season than I have been at any point. If for no other reason, it becomes a $26 million trade chip. That's that, that is huge. And what then you could do is, so let's say, let's say we get into a position where uh smart season hasn't gone very well. And now we're into the off season and they say, all right, you know what we tried and we got you paid already. Now, Horford and Smart together, that's $43 million. Not yeah. a player in the league you can't go get with that. And that becomes Smart on a pretty reasonable number where any team would say, yeah, we'll take him at $17 million. And right. Horford is an expiring contract, which is always you know, easy to move. I mean, we, we see expiring. I mean, Russell Westbrook just got traded again for a third time on an untradeable contract. It doesn't, you know, there's no such thing. I also think... The other thing that could happen is if we're in this season, then let's say we're into mid, you know, we're, we're approaching the trade deadline. Yeah, it just isn't working with Smart. It's not going the way we want it to go. Well, then you package him and Horford together now. It's basically the same pitch you're selling a team, except that team could acquire Horford and send and then waive him for only 14 million on the books and say, all right, that makes more sense for us. And you go and do that. And maybe that's a, a position where let's just say Damian Lillard finally is, I've had enough. Well, now that's enough money to get you in the room for a Damian Lillard conversation where, Hey, you're replacing Lillard with smart. And then you wave Horford. Cause you're, if you're trading Damian Lillard, you're resetting anyway. So why not, you know, do this and we'll throw you a couple first round picks and off we go. And I'm not saying that's the right move or that's a thing, but those are the things you can do now that weren't necessarily going to be available to them the way things were shaping up before. And that's part of why you sign smart. I think he has more value now than he would as an expiring contract. Cause if he went into free agency, I don't care if you don't like Marcus Smart very much. He was going to have a whole bunch of teams all over him because coaches like Marcus Smart, front offices mm-hmm. like Marcus Smart. It was that's why I never bought the whole Brad Stevens is tired of him, wants to trade him stuff, and I, and I try not to trash other people's reporting because I think everyone does it in good faith. I think they do hear things. I just I personally was like, eh, that's that never jives with anything I've ever heard. It was kind of. Everything that Brad has said. So yeah, that that's just, you know for me, I I never felt like that was a, a thing. And that, right, you're right. It, it it is important to bring up the flexibility of trading Marcus Smart because it is possible. We believe certain things about what Marcus Smart will be, can be, and all of that. It's very possible that we're wrong about that for sure. There's no doubt about that. Um, he he might feel empowered to do, you know, more, you know, <laughs> yeah. ridiculous shots, and, you know, then, then at some point, whatever, but I don't think it's going to happen, but you just never know. You can't predict yeah. the future. So yeah, yeah. You can trade him and, and he is an important piece. He is a, I, I think a rebuilding team would love to have Marcus smart as a culture setter. 
that I think, I think he has value in that way because look, I was making this point the other day on our Locked On NBA podcast. The Sacramento Kings came into Summer League with a stated goal, a franchise-stated goal of we want to win. The coach was saying, we want to win. Everybody there was saying, we want to win. And you know, you look around and you're like, why the hell would you, are you talking about we want to win Summer League? <laughs> because the Sacramento Kings don't win the damn thing. Yep. And if you're trying to build a culture, then you really emphasize the winning every chance you get. And so, yeah, you won Summer League. All of those guys, Davion Mitchell, all of those guys now have a summer where they're like, hey, look, man, I'm joining a, a, a team where you can say what you want, but we really tried to win this summer league when a lot of people were just, they didn't seem to care. You take that into next season and you reinforce that. Marcus Smart is a type of guy that reinforces that type of messaging. So any young team would love to have Marcus Smart come in and be like, all right, kids, this is how it's going to go. Every practice I'm going to be on your ass and we're going to try to win everything. I'm going to try to beat you in practice. I'm going to try to beat you in the weight room. I'm going to try to beat you on the way to get water. I'm going to try to beat you every chance I get. So that makes him very tradable, very desirable for teams that are like the Washington Wizards might be, or like you Mm -hmm. said, the Portland. All right, let's start over. Like Rui Hachimura would get a nice dose of Marcus Smart in practice and be like, damn, this is different. So he has a yeah, lot of he's things. not Chris Paul's level of player. I mean, Chris Paul is one of the, the greatest point guards to ever play the game, so I'm not saying that. But he is the same kind of leader Chris Paul is, where he's going to be in your ear all the time. Now, Chris Paul can do it because Chris Paul can be like, yeah, dude, and I'll be dribbling an elbow pull-up jump shots until I'm 50 if I want to. <laughs> like, you know, and Chris Paul has that to back him up. Right. Whereas I think sometimes smart, I think, I do believe sometimes he's rubbed guys the wrong way because sometimes it's like, dude, you were launching, you know, 40 footers with, you know, 20 seconds on the shot clock. Like, I don't want to hear it from you, but I think right. in the end, why his team, I mean, look at how many of his teammates hit Twitter. And we're like, Oh, we kept my guy and you know, all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think with yeah. that, that shows those guys know. Yeah. He's going to take some dumb shots. But we also know if there's a loose ball with 10 seconds left and he's in the game, he's coming up with it. Like he he's getting it. And there's not, it, there, there's, there's very, other than Jason Tatum making guys look silly with a step back and, you know, draining them in their faces. There's not a lot much more I'm confident on this team than Marcus Smart coming up with loose balls at critical moments in games. Like I just, I mean, just at some point when, you know, when it happens enough, it happens enough. I, I also think, the Celtics need his leadership because Tatum's a very quiet guy. Not that he's a bad leader. He's just not that guy. It's different. Jalen Brown is, I 100% believe Jalen Brown is going to do bigger and better things when he's done playing basketball than he's ever going to do in the game of basketball. I think he may be one of the most smart, smartest, most thoughtful people I've ever met. I think he is, I just, I think the world of Jalen Brown, the individual, but he's not a, 
getting guys faces, rah-rah leader. He's going to be more kind of the Al Horford type of I'll throw an arm over a guy's shoulder and pull him aside and say, hey, let's talk. You know, What are we going through? Let's figure this out. You need somebody who's going to be the guy who's going to be running around getting everybody's face, and that's Marcus Smart for the Celtics. I mean, that's just who he is. You've got enough of the quiet leaders uh that's you know this team is full of quiet leaders especially with horford coming back right. you need the smarts of the world who are gonna you know, let everybody know you also need the ns canthers who are gonna keep things light you know smarts in the locker room bouncing around and you know <laughs> let's kill these guys and Can- canter's gonna be like yeah let's destroy like and everybody's gonna laugh and it's gonna bring everybody back to to the right level i just i think the locker room mix is better now i just i think all around and i think those are the part of the reasons why you you give Marcus Smart a contract. You give him. I always go back to people get mad. Heat fans are. I know they're mo- so many of them are livid about this. There's a reason Udonis Haslam continues to get contracts as a player versus everybody saying just make this guy a coach already. Uh, you played, John. You know it's different. The message coming from a player than it is from a coach. The minute right. he's in a suit. He's not in the locker room with the guys all the time. He's not at the players only dinners. He's not at this other stuff because now he's a coach. That's you know that kind of leader that can go to guys and let them know because he's he's there with them in the fight versus being just some dude on the bench with a clipboard. It's just different. It's just different. And that's why you pay guys like Smart because he's in there, he's in the fight. And he's also never going to ask somebody else to dive on the floor for a loose ball knowing he's not going to do it himself because he's going to be the first. He's going to dive past them to go get the loose ball first. And I think I just think this team with their vets and their mid-tier, mid-career guys are so quiet. And then it's, it's still, I think it kind of gets a little forgotten. This team still has a million kids <laughs> that are still trying to find their way in right. the NBA, including Robert right. Williams, you know, who's entering year four. He's still trying to figure out exactly what he is in the NBA and what he'll be. You need guys like Smart to help them along the way. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, you compare um, the Udonis Haslam thing to a coworker suddenly going into management. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, you go into, you go to lunch <laughs> together, and it's like, should I be going to lunch with you anymore? Should yeah. we be Can like, I still complain about John to you? Like, right. Uh, like, no. if, I, yeah. if I tell you something, are you, are you obligated to go to your <laughs> boss with it? Because, yep. and like, that's, that's going to be the the difference, like you said. Like So the difference of and, – and why getting former players in as coaches is great, but having that veteran leadership, the Al Horfords of the world, in there in the locker room is, is important. Yep. It is totally different. It's 100% different. Even though you know the coaches are talking to him, you know that that player is going to keep – he's going to withhold sensitive information. You can trust that yep. guy – like if I sit there and pop off and I say, man, Keith pissed me off and oh my God, a blah, 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 and bad mouth, bad mouth, bad mouth. And, you know, he goes and says, hey, look, uh, we got a little thing or, you know, it's not a big deal, but you might want to talk to John and Keith about what's going on. Won't say everything that I said because the next yeah. day I'll cool off and be like, you know what? I said a lot of things I didn't mean. It was the heat of the moment. Keith's not as bad as I, I said, and you know we're good, and the coaches can get involved because you know obviously it's going to get back to them. But he's not going to say every last thing that I said about you. I yep. hope you don't mind that I used you in that example. No, it's all good. I, I know I'm a good teammate. 
<laughs> if I was anything on the basketball court, I was a good teammate. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's um, about the extent of the skills I had. <laughs> I can shoot. I can, and I can still shoot. That that literally is all I can do. Oh, I'm not man. running. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, at my age, I was out there shooting around earlier today, and it was like, oh man, the ball I missed, of course, because I'm an old man now. And the ball bounced this way. I was like, maybe I just want to go buy another ball. <laughs> that, that one belongs to the court now. That's it. I played <laughs> it. Directly towards me. I'm like, oh. I went to to the court. Just to, it's You're probably the same way as me. I go sometimes just like it's a good way to clear my head. Oh. Um, as I'll just go get some shots up. And I was just literally shooting free throws. And that's been probably the best thing I could do is ever in my playing time was shoot free throws. And I was just, you know, when I was making them and then a bunch of kids ish, they were probably 20 to 25 showed up and they were like, Hey, we need one more. You want to play? And I knew I should have said, no, I was like, <laughs> should have been no. And I was like, I remember being 20 to 25. I just want to play three on three and I need one more. All right, I'll play. It, we didn't even, we were playing half core, barely move. And I was like, this is, I'm, I'm done. It's yeah. my, my day. I was like, you guys want to play free throw shooting contest? Cause I'll play that <laughs> for two more hours. But yeah, it was, it was funny. You know, it was, yeah. And then, then it got to the point where they were, they were like, Hey, we'll just set you up for shots. All right. And I, and I was like, yeah, but there's not going to be any uh, driving closeouts or anything like that coming out of this. It's going to be, <laughs> I'll pump fake and then I will pass. And I, and I could still pass. I, I it was funny. One, one of the guys goes, you remind me of that guy. They show him. He was that, that big old, Old Russian dude who used to give Shaq trouble. And I was like, you're talking about Arvita Sabonis? And they're like, yeah, because he could just shoot and pass, but he never really moved on the court at all. And I was like, awesome. That's where I'm at in life now. But well, hey, uh, look, I'll take it. You Look, all you got to say is, yeah, I've been compared to Arvita Sabonis on the yeah, court. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah, it. once. It's yeah, not, except no. except I was like, yeah, he's Lithuanian, not Russian, but that's all right. You know, <laughs> well, we can go. And, Which you know. is a Keith Smith thing. To be able, yes. well, well, actually, he's a Lithuanian and, you know, he's yes. pretty good before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah. It was, I, I'm waiting for somebody to be like, wait, are you that dude on Twitter who, like, people yell at all the time? And that, that thankfully, has never happened. <laughs> that applies. That applies to so many of us. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, hey. Great conversation as always, Keith. Uh, very appreciative of uh, your time spending. You know, of course, so it's always it's always a, a pleasure for you to to, to come on and, and break things down financially. We got the going for a third star. What can they do in that direction? And the hey, what if they go for just Tatum and Brown and just really good players around them? It doesn't have to be a third star. So good way to kind of spread that out and kind of reset where the Celtics are. So appreciate you coming on, man. I'm just happy to have joined you in a better headspace this time around. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, now, now, now I'm ready for like you. I'm ready for a little bit of a break and a chance yeah, to breathe, well, catch up on some movies and books, and then uh, let's get back at it. We only get what three, four weeks. All right. Thank you to Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA on Twitter. See his stuff at Sport Track and uh, Spot Track and Celtics blog. He knows inside out when it comes to salary cap stuff and. Uh, Thank you for coming on and spending basically an hour. If you missed the first part of the conversation, that was the Thursday podcast. So they kind of go hand in hand. A lot of stuff that was explained in the first half of the podcast is kind of glossed over in this one. So make sure you're getting both shows to get the full experience. They are, you would have gotten them if you subscribed, they would have come directly to your device if you're listening or 
You would see it on YouTube. If you click that little bell there and get notified, or if you subscribe, you'll know that both of these shows were available and you can check them out. Most important thing though, is to share the podcast. I got a lovely message, a DM from somebody who said, just started listening to the podcast. You like the show. And I got a few people listening to, to it too. That is music to my ears. That is exactly what I want to hear. Thank you for sharing. Everybody should share the podcast and tell their friends that they should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.